else, baby You gotta swing my way, but don't believe that, baby I'm all shady, so don't believe that, baby I might lie sometimes, don't believe that, baby Welcome to another episode of Savage Time TV, the Blunt Talks podcast, brought to you by your host, A.B. Brizzly. You know where to catch us on all streaming platforms. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And if you like that little little snippet, man, that was my boy, Don Tolliver, swinging on Westheimer off his brand new album, Life of a Dawn. Probably one of my, probably my favorite song off the album. I've been bumming this album crazy, guys. Um, had that shit on the loop since it came out. I haven't really been giving everything else a listen, man. We're going to get into Don Tolliver today. We're going to get into that Dave Chappelle special. Um, we're going to get into Jelani Day. We're going to get into uh, what we think about Meek Mill's um, album, uh, that social media blackout. Um, got a lot of interesting things to talk about. Women protection and Kyrie Irving. And just wrapping that all up with the vaccine and things like that. We got a lot to definitely get into today. It's going to be real interesting. Again, thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, first off is the Dave Chappelle special. Uh, I liked it. Um, I enjoyed it. I definitely had some laughs. Dave Chappelle, greatest, one of the greatest storytellers of my time. And I can honestly say that I took a lot from it. Um, of course, Dave Chappelle wanted to never hold back to cut corners. He definitely delivered on that. Now, I know you guys have probably heard with Dave Chappelle. There's been a lot of controversy considering his his uh, back and forth with the LGBTQ community. Um, particularly with um, the uh, transsexual community. Um, a lot of them felt very offended by his jokes, his comments, and have spoken out about it. Uh, they have tried to get his comedy special canceled. They have tried to get him canceled, tried to get it taken down. Uh, it's been a lot that they tried and they have failed. And I can say I am happy about it because... Comedy is one of the few avenues that we can go to for live, raw, uncut, honest opinion. Like, stand-up comedy is one of the few spaces left where you can say how you feel. And it's crazy to me when people try to bring in to a comedy show their insensitivities and their sensitivities. When you know that Comedy has always been and always will be a place of open expression and somewhere where you definitely should probably leave your feelings at the door. 
go there to laugh. Um, you know there's going to be some uncomfortable moments. That's what comes with comedy, especially with Dave Chappelle. I didn't understand why people were so surprised. Why people were, this is a Dave Chappelle special. This isn't anybody else. This is Dave Chappelle. Do you guys remember the Dave Chappelle show? But one thing I love about Dave Chappelle, he stands in it. He stands on it. He puts his weight on it. Um, while also teaching us, man. Uh, well, the first thing I want to get into about it was him comparing the baby. He brought up to the baby. So the baby, everybody knows, made some comments of Rolling Loud, offended um, the uh, gay community, and they were very much outraged. He was taken down from multiple uh, concerts. He lost a lot of money, lost a lot of showings based on these comments. And Chappelle pointed to the fact that it was crazy how people were so offended by his comments. But when he was involved in a shooting that resulted in the loss of a life, no one batted an eye. No one cared if he if he, if he had killed somebody. No one cared if he was involved in a shooting. No one cared if he had acted in self-defense. No one cared. These same outlets that canceled him for making gay people feel uncomfortable, for them being the butt of a joke, they wanted him everywhere. They had no problem, man. If anything, we've seen that the more that you promote certain things, especially violence, especially violence within the black community, they welcome you. Come, 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 come. Rolling Loud, uh, Lollapalooza, uh, the Governor's Ball, all these types of festivals. Um, a lot of those summer festivals, they don't they don't think about that at all. That's not even a big thing. But as soon as you make a gay joke that they didn't like, it's an issue. And what he shed light on was the fact that how can you play both sides of the coin? How can you want your cake and eat it too? We're all supposed to be up in arms now because he's a gay joke about about we're supposed to be all up in arms with the, with the gay community about some gay jokes, are we? When these same gay people will look down upon black people, especially in the black community, and don't bat an eye when there's senseless violence, when there's lives taken unjustly, things, all things of that nature, it's no wild cry. Um, so. I definitely like that he went over that, um, pointed that out. And people didn't like it. But people don't like when you uh, make them become self-accountable, when you make them look towards themselves, when you question them. Um, especially, as we know, when it comes to the black community. Uh, it was funny. And I loved how Netflix stood with Dave Chappelle. There have been three employees there that had basically... Uh, came out and said how they didn't agree with what he was saying and that it was transphobic and it should be taken down. The whole should be taken off of Netflix. Pretty sure that man got $20 million each. They paid him at $20 million. They're not taking it down. And Netflix even came out. Uh, Netflix's co-CEO, Ted Sardano's. Uh, he defended the special when he said this. Send this an email. Several of you have also asked where we draw the line on hate. We don't allow titles on Netflix that are designed to incite hate or violence, and we don't believe the closer crosses that line. 
I recognize, however, that distinguishing between commentary and harm is hard, especially with stand-up comedy, which exists to push boundaries. Again, exists to push boundaries. So people find the art of stand-up to be mean-spirited, but our members enjoy it, and it's an important part of our content offering. Now, also with that, Netflix suspended three three of their employees that were kind of pushing, were really pushing for it to be canceled, really talking down on Dave Chappelle. And uh, I just, I just didn't understand that. Um, and I, and I like that Netflix in a time like this, when there's pressure probably coming in from a lot of sides for them to stand in it and say, no, no, you guys aren't exempt from anything, especially comedy. Everybody can get it. Everybody knows that everyone can get it when it comes to comedy. Um, he made some great things about the space Jews. I love that. Just, just, just shedding light on on things, man. Dave Chappelle, man, he just has a great way of shedding light while also making you laugh. It's a, it's a great thing. Um, so I definitely thought the Dave Chappelle, the closer special was great. Uh, if you haven't saw it, check it out, man. If you haven't, check it out. It's a great, it's a great special. Moving on, my boy Don Tolliver put out a new album, Life of a Dawn. Uh, this is his second album, and I think it's, it's his best work. Uh... I really didn't have any skips for it. Um, I pretty much loved it. Uh, he in this one he really seemed to, to to he seemed to really put his individuality into every single um, from way bigger to what you need, what you had already heard. He gets double standards. My personal favorite, Swinging on Westheimer. Uh, he has a great, 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 great song with Baby Keem called Outer Space. Uh, and I also like Crossfaded. Other than that, um, he has two collabs with Travis Scott on there. That was that was crazy. We all know um, his relation and his collaboration with the with Cactus Jack and the Cactus Jack label. Um, we always know him and Travis Scott will get into the studio go dummy. Uh, it was great, man. He, the way he uses his voice, he raps on here, he sings on here, he he blends on this. Um, he gives you a little bit of everything. He gives you some turn up. He gives you some. I'm chilling by myself. Let me just rock out. He got me. Got you some motivation on there. He's talking about his relationship with Caliuchis. Um, just to navigate the music industry. I thought it was great. Um. He he really he really seemed to just really put his own touch on this album. Um He says that Life of a Don is just me giving you whatever I possibly can possibly give you for my life in sixteen songs. Um and I can definitely relate to that. I can definitely see that where he was going with it. Um I think his I think um, Don was definitely looking to branch into his own. A lot of people assimilate him with uh, Travis Scott and Cactus Jack, which is rightfully done. But I think he wanted to show people that he, as an artist by himself, is a force to be reckoned with. He's been killing the feature game. He was on Lemonade. He was on the moon off Donda. Dude's really just been killing it, killing it lately. And uh, 
Um, his album is dope, man. I'm gonna play. I, that's it's like I was telling you guys before starting off the starting up the pod. That song swinging on Westheimer, awesome. Um, to end out the podcast, I'm gonna throw one uh, another song as well. So make sure you guys get out and get that uh, Life of a Dawn by Don Tolliver, man. It's great. <sighs> Don't be surprised if this thing takes home at least one award. And definitely is going to be nominated. Um, I, I'm standing by right now, swinging on Westheimer, bro. Whew. Man. Goodness, that shit is hard. That shit's so hard, bro. Shit don't make no damn sense. Now, switching things into uh, um, some other news that I should have been honestly covered. Um, Jelani Day. Um, he was missing. This is a black male um, out there in Illinois. He was missing. Um, since September 23rd, he was found on August 24th, 25th, um, well, August 24th. He was a 25 year old graduate student out there in Illinois doing big things, making, making big, big moves and changes for his life. And, uh, he was found, uh, dead. And I want to, before I go into this, I want to say that we saw both sides of this coin, but at first it was saying that when he was found, that his course was missing. Um, this, this is all his organs, including his brain, liver, and spleen. His, his eyeballs had reportedly been removed. His front top and bo- front top and bottom teeth were missing. His jawbone had been sawed out, and his genitalia was unidentifiable. Now, when I first heard this, I thought another sad case of a black man being killed um, and having his organs taken. Now, I don't don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but organ trafficking is a real thing. Now, I say all this to say this. It has now come out that his uh, uh, a family member, I want to say it's his mom, but I don't want to say for sure, has come out and said that the reports of him having his eyeballs removed his front top and bottom teeth were missing was inaccurate and that the stories and news of organ trafficking are not true with that being said i want to say it's still a travesty that this man was killed um this wasn't some guy that had nothing going on with his life not saying that any life means more than others but some just hit harder um, he was doing big things. He was a college graduate. He was part of a fraternity. Um, he just looked like he was going down the right path. And for him, to, his life to be tragically cut short is truly sad. Um, so my condolences out to that family, out to his family, Jelani, the Jelani Day. Um, and another part of, that I also wanted to speak about was how his mom was frustrated with the fact that he hadn't been getting any news coverage. Um, he had been missing for 24 days, and it appeared that all helped it cease. It's, it appeared that he didn't really care, but we know, especially in the black community, they don't care. Why do you think so many people unsolved murders? Why people are so easily, why you see black men out here um, sometimes harming people that look like them is because they know they don't care. They're not gonna put in a whole bunch of resources to find out who killed this guy, who killed this, who killed this black man. Because at the end of the day, it's one less person they had to get rid of. It's unfortunate, but it's the truth. 
Um, she talks about his mom also talked about how at the time media coverage was heavily centered around missing woman Gabby Petito. Um, how her face was plastered everywhere. The FBI was involved, and it just didn't seem like Jelani was getting the same coverage. And it's not because it didn't seem; it's because he wasn't. And he wasn't because he was a black man. Now, unfortunately, Gabby Petito was also found dead. And she was a white woman. But we can't act surprised to why the nation, this nation, would be so hell-bent on finding a white woman over a black male. Let's just be honest. One One's life is valued more than the other. Especially in this nation. Um, so it's unfortunate that she had to also with losing her son also have to see firsthand how this country deals with it. And it was truly sad. Um, I do hope that his organs weren't removed. I truly do hope that it wasn't organ trafficking, but I want to bring awareness to it because it does happen. It is a real thing. Black people are killed and their organs are taken and they are traded on the black market. This is real. Um, and that also gets and that's going to get me into one of our other topics coming up when it comes to protect yourself. Take measures to protect yourself. So um, moving on from Jelani Day, um, condolences out to his family and justice hopefully is served. Um, getting back into the music, let's get into Meek Mill's Expensive Pain. It debuted at number three on the Billboard 200. Um, a lot of people were saying that, eh, they, most people I know were saying they liked it. Um, we're not saying this is championships. It's not his best work, but I try not to compare artists, um, artists' current work to usually their, their previous work, especially if you, you know, or their best work. Excuse me, y'all. But um, we know that Meek Mill has been in the game for ten years now. He's in a different he's in a different space. Um, he's not where he was when he made championships, wins or losses. Um, I had some people. There were even some people talking about like mixtape Meek. I'm like, bro, it's different now. Like he's friends with billionaires. He's 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 doing. He's, he's his life is different. What he's seeing, what he's hearing, what he's feeling all different so his music is gonna be a little different at least what he's talking about and you know and we, and lord knows you don't want him out here lying because it's not like we're not gonna act like it wasn't just popular to hate on Meek Mill this year and less the last thing Meek would need to be would be doing is rapping about shit he not he ain't doing don't know nothing about or not involved in damn I'm out here yawning like a motherfucker this shit crazy I'm not even tired for real Boy. But um, last thing we want is him out there saying whatever because y'all had something to say about that. Uh, but him ex- debuting on number three on the Billboard 200 is awesome. Um, as far as I mean, I'm not a big Drake fan, but <laughs> for it to be for it to be number one on the charts for I think it was three or four weeks, it's like I really haven't revisited the CLB album. Like, not really. Uh, maybe I'm missing out. Maybe, 
Maybe I'm just out the loop, but not a lot of people I know were really listening to it that much after that first initial week. But that shows you how Drake's Drake's uh man's got got the musical globe in the palm of his hand, so to speak. But I definitely think Meek Mill debuting at number three. I think he sold ninety three thousand units. Um, I was definitely thinking he was gonna sell at least a hundred k, but ninety three k is good for him. Um, I don't think Meek Mill has anything else to prove. Um, he's accomplished everything he wanted to accomplish. He's 10 years in. That's a blessing within itself. So, uh, shout out to Meek, man. Shout out to Expensive Pain. Um, that shit was great, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, let's get to, um, let's, <laughs> let's get to my boy Kanye West, man. Donda Academy. Let's get to Donda Academy, man. So, uh, Kanye West, man, always out here doing big things, always making big moves, thinking about progression, thinking about the future. And uh, he's opened up his own, he's opened up his own school, basically, um, out there in California. And uh, he's already recruited some of the top high school basketball players to come to play, to play at Donda Academy, which is, to me, is going to be absolutely insane. Insane. Um... The school Donda's that definitely named in, in in his mother's honor, and it's I, I just love everything that this guy's doing, man. I really do, man. He's such an inspiration, such a motivation. You never know what's coming next. Uh, he had even, but I'm not gonna lie, he had alluded to this about maybe about back in 2013, saying that he wanted to make a school so for impact. I think what a lot of people don't understand is that Kanye West wants to impact the world he wants to impact things as as much as he can the way he sees fit and the way he he sees that he can have the most impact and influences through art um he gave an example of he wants to have his own school so he can design the school the way he wants the visuals what you see from that from the sports uniforms to the school uniforms to the logo to the crest to everything wants to wants to be there and he wants to have his 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 hands feet and dna all on that and he wants to take that and be able to influence the world and i always was thinking man when it comes to the senses what you see impacts a lot even the things you might see and don't pay attention to, symbolicism, symbolism, things like that, um, it's 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 a lot, and I, and I and I definitely appreciate the vision that Kanye West has had. Um, <laughs> I just love what he's doing, man. Dude, such a motivation, and for him to come out with a school now is crazy. Um, that shit's good. That shit's crazy, bro. Um, it's it's looking crazy. But the, some of the some of the people, some of the athletes that he has uh, brought in, Jackie Howard, Zion Cruz, Robert Dillingham, uh, Kyle Philip, Kyle Filipowski, and 2023 four star Gus Yaldin. Um, that's five. That's some of the top basketball players in the in in, in the country right now. Uh, they've all. Received followbacks from Kanye West. They're all their profile pictures are black. Like, uh, it's crazy, man. I can't wait to see what he does with the school. I can't wait to see the impact that he's gonna have. Um, which nothing but the best for him over there, man. Keep doing what you're doing, Kanye. Love to see it.
Whew. Okay, let's get into some interesting things I saw. Um, over the weekend, there have been a couple incidents of women, especially black women, being caught in the crossfire of some uh, violent occurrences. And one thing I always see is why, why are these men allowing these men to do these things? Why aren't these men talking to these other men about this? Why aren't it's always it's it's a lot of why aren't men basically stopping other men from doing this and my thing is yes you have a point we should um we should and we do um don't make it like we're not out here trying to like we just like it we we're out here pushing the narrative it's okay to be violent towards women we're not but the same way you can't get every white person out here to 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 not be racist even though there are plenty of people and plenty of organizations and just things trying to dissuade that narrative and change the way people think and the way people act when it comes towards race we can't affect everybody it's impossible you can always just try to do as much as you can and also take measures preventative measures and that's when i say this and i'm gonna keep saying it as much as they don't want to hear it you have to take your own steps to prevent it Okay, get a firearm, train in that firearm, learn your firearm, go to the range, get mace, get a knife, get a taser, learn a martial art. These are five or six things that any woman can do to at least help them in that situation if it unfortunately comes to that. Okay, um... For one, there's not always going to be a man there. Two, even if there is a man there, he's not always going to protect you. Especially if you're not family or a woman that he's taking care of. And to be honest, who can you blame for that? Because I also say with the preventative measures, how can you ask for the protection from men that you also degrade and disrespect on a daily basis? Who's going to want to put their lives on the line for someone that as far as they know, doesn't respect them. It's like you want this respect from all men from no questions asked. You should have this protection. We should always protect you. Uh, if we see something going on, help. If it, It's always what we should be doing, no questions asked. But when it comes to what you guys should do on the other end, it's like crickets. It's it's nothing. It's You have, no, you have nothing to say then. And I think that's really interesting. How can you ask for the protection from a group when you also shit on that same group? That just doesn't make sense to me. And then when something happens, you guys are like, oh, man, the men, the men, the men. It's like, what do you want us to do? Especially when you're when, when, when we tell you to take preventive measures, you're just like, nah, fuck that. You should either be here to protect me or you shouldn't be doing it at all. And if they're still out here doing it, then you guys aren't doing your job and, and spreading awareness. Like, what? Nah, I can't let that fly. That doesn't make sense. A person couldn't do what they want to do. All we can do is do the best we can. Spread awareness not to do it, why you shouldn't do it. But you also have to take preventive measures. You also have to take preventive measures. Okay? You can tell someone not to do something as much as you want. If they want to do it, they want to do it. But what I can do, I can't control what you're going to do. But I can't control what I'm going to do. 
you can make it so that if you are put in an unfortunate situation, that you can raise the chances of going home alive. Okay, I don't, and this is not coming from a place of hate or anything like that. I have a mother and a sister, and I tell them the same thing. I can't always be there. Your husband can't always be there. Family member can't always be there. You have to learn to defend yourself. I'm not sitting here saying you got to be Colombiana, but you'd be surprised what a little bit will do. What a, just a little bit will do. Some mace, a knife. I'm not saying you got to get out there and go and get you a Glock and go to the range and be putting into uh, putting in clusters. We ain't saying all that. But you need to get some. You'd be surprised what a taser will do to somebody. You'd be surprised. You have to take preventive measures. Show that you care for yourself before you ask for another person to. It's just really that simple, ladies. It really is. It's really just that simple. Yes, trust me, men are out here doing what we have to do. Ain't no man out here saying, yo, go out here and do this. We're just as appalled when you see this crazy shit as you as, as you are most of the time. We're not all monsters out here. Not all of us want to see violence against women, but I will say what I would love to see is women doing their thing to prevent that from happening. Doing their part. You have to protect yourself. You got to care about yourself. You have to. And I'm telling you, maybe if every day y'all went on here on social media and just in life general, life in general, kind of disrespecting and looking down men. Maybe sometimes they will be more willing to help because, again, it's hard to reach out and expect someone to take your hand from the same person that you bit the hand. It's weird. Not saying bite the hand that feeds you, but don't bite the hand that you want to help you. Um, Getting into some more stuff, man. This dating thing is dating dead. Uh, I saw an interesting video talking about how the woman was basically saying don't go on dates be out here dating men that you don't intend or want to have sex with which i thought was like clear cut but apparently not because apparently people are still confused now what i will tell you is that men do like not being misled it comes in the deceitfulness and, the, and deception it's usually not even about not even having sex because if you tell us from the jump if I tell you I want to have sex and you're saying, oh, I'm cool. All right, bet. That's cool. You let me know right away. We good. We never, nobody's time was wasted. Nothing. But it's different when you know the intentions of the guy, but you want him to spend time and attention and money on you. Because you know he'll do that in the quest of, you let it go. Now, I'm not saying that every time you go on a date, you just have to have sex. Like, oh, first date, gotta have sex. No. But if you're on the second or third date with this man, you know what his intentions are, and you're telling me you have no intentions of being physical with this man, let's be real. You're doing this for attention, and you're doing this because you know that he'll do it. And that's when motherfuckers be getting misled. Because the whole time he's thinking, oh... She she's she she at least wants to have sex with me. She might not be wanting she might not be doing it today. She might be wanting to get to know me more, but I know at least she wants to or intends to. 
there's women out here that will that will let a man that they have no intention of any physical anything with. Meanwhile, they smile and laughing and giggling. And that's what we mean when we mean a slut. Misled. Okay? Because a man is putting his time, energy, and hard-earned money into it. And the reason why I say hard-earned money because I know most of y'all out there aren't going out on these dates and playing 50-50. But most of the time, if a dude plays 50-50, there is no second date. Most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. Most of the time, there ain't no second date if you are going 50-50. So I know that's not the case. If you are here and you can say that y'all are dating. Dating? Because dates means multiple dates. You know what I'm saying? And you ain't going out on two, three, four, five dates with someone that you ain't interested in. Or you would say you're not dating. And that's <laughs> and then when I say interested in, you could be... There's women out here that will say, oh, yeah, I mean, I am interested, but they're only interested in, interested in you wasting your time on them, you wasting your money on them, things of that nature. When they know, because, again, women are smart. They ain't dumb. They know what you want. You didn't come here to be friends. You didn't come here to be a therapist. You didn't come here to be a pen pal. You wanted them draws. Of course, relationships and all that thing happen, and it grows over time. But... We all know as humans are first two things, visual, physical. So we're biologically wired for. Okay, when two people see each other happens to sex, especially in a romantic way, you're thinking, how can this best? You're thinking low key, or as I would say, unconsciously, how does this person serve up as a possible mate? And for you to string a man along, it's misleading. And it's deceptive, and you shouldn't be doing that. And that's what men are, are really upset by. And that's why I say women killed the dating game. Men don't have a problem with taking women on dates. Men don't have a problem with dating. They have a problem being lied to, being played like a fool, disrespected. That's what they don't have time for. That's what they don't like. And that's why I see a lot of dudes out here, nah, we cool. Or a lot of, or, or what you'll say, or, or what a lot of men are doing now, they'll still date, but they're not doing what most people are, what we're used to. They're not going out on dinners, not going out for food. They're not, they're not, a lot of things that, we're not trying to go to a concert, we're not trying to go to the museum, things that usually, you know, may cost a little bit more money, a little bit more time, a little bit more energy. A lot of dudes now are trying to put in as little time, energy, and money as they can to minimize the risk on the back end because they know mostly, most of these women are out here moving weird. Trust me. Trust me. If it wasn't the case, dating would be full and alive. You see people on the Atlanta, on the Larry Ferrisville, 2005. <laughs> Y'all know that. Charles Gambito in 2005. You see people on that joint going, going crazy in love. But you can't because there's no trust there. And there's no trust there because on a general scale, a lot of men have been misled. So y'all take that for what you will do, what you want with it. Um, But I just wanted to share that, man. Share those lights on those two things, man. Tell me what y'all think. Uh, Let's get into the sports, man. Let's get into the sports. Ben Simmons reports back to the Sixers. Um... (laughs) 
This shit is about to be incredibly awkward, fam. Incredibly awkward. Incredibly awkward. A lot of things have been said between the two camps, um, especially when he, when he, when you when you see that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are going to be on the court now. Any and any basketball player knows. Basketball basketball is one of those sports where it's such an in-your-face, you have to cross paths type of type of sport. That Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, I hope it's not super. It's not super awkward because. Between practice, games, working out, meetings, film, they're gonna have to spend a lot of time with each other, and Doc Rivers. Um, but I think the best thing for the Sixers to do is to trade him. I think they should trade him for a guy that is I'm gonna be talking about here soon. I think they should definitely trade him because I think that bridge is burnt. Um, at this point, I think they're just I think he's reporting to just show, hey, look, I'm here. Let's but let's get this done. The uh, sooner the better for the Sixers, man. Because um, a lot of things were said. <laughs> a lot of things were said. And with Ben Simmons being such a prideful person, especially because of his basketball game, I just don't see him sticking around. So uh, I definitely think they should move off of Ben Simmons, trade him, um, get rid of him. Um, both both sides start off fresh and go from there. Uh, and who I think they should trade him for, it's not too far. Just a little short ride up the turnpike. Um, guy up in Brooklyn. Uh, Kyrie Irving. I think, one, it would be great for both teams. Kyrie Irving and Embiid in the pick and roll is great. Um, and then him and then Ben Simmons going to the Nets. Uh, big City. You know how much he likes uh, to be, not in the public eye, but... He definitely doesn't want to be in a small town. I don't think he wants to go from a big market to a smaller market. Um, so him going to New York would be great. And I think Ben Simmons would bring a lot of, would fill a lot of the holes missing, even though they're very small. But I think Ben Simmons would be a great fit with James Harden and Kevin Durant. I think that would let, because one, Ben Simmons is an all-NBA defender. He can, he can guard the best player on any team in the league. And when you can put a all-NBA defender on any team in the league, and then on that same team, you got two players that can give you 40-50? I don't know, man. Something about balance that I like. Something about balance that I like, and I think that trade would bring balance to both teams because the Sixers need outside shooting. Kyrie Irving gives you that 50-40-90 last year, so I definitely think that's something they should both look into. Um, but with Kyrie Irving and the vaccination, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Um, love to see it. Stand your ground. Uh, don't let these people push you any type way. Uh, and it's funny how when a person just decides, I don't want to. I'm going to think for myself. People really don't like that. They really don't like that. Um, I think what Kyrie is doing... It's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. What the Nets do with it is up to them. What the NBA does is up to them. But I don't think he's wrong for not getting the, the vaccine when he doesn't want to. I think he's perfectly within his rights. Your body, your choice, right? <laughs> your body, your choice, right? Uh... He should be able to do what he wants. 
decide what he wants to do with his family. Yes, it's affecting others, but and and I also think that Kyrie should be okay with if they trade him or if they said they came out and said that he won't be a player or anything at all. But I think Kyrie's cool with that. And people don't understand this is what is called leverage. It's called leverage. People are mad because Kyrie seems to be able to do what he wants, but he's nice as fuck. That's you can do when you're really good at your job. And when there's a high demand for you, he has something called leverage. He's using it. Nothing wrong with it. He's using it. No, no big deal when teams use their leverage. It's just a player. So I think everybody should definitely open their eyes and uh, kind of just look at the, the situation from maybe a different perspective. As I like to say, maybe take a step left or right and then look again. Because... I think a lot of people can relate to what Kyrie's doing. Um, I think people like would, would if they actually divulged and saw what was going on. I think they would be rooting for Kyrie. But I also think Kyrie shouldn't be offended if they decide to trade. I'll say that again, or if they decide to whatever they decide to do. He shouldn't be upset because he should know that everything needs balance. So for 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 you to take this set for you to make this move is going to take sacrifice. You may have to sacrifice the game you love. For what you, for what is right and for what you believe, so that's on him. But uh, that's gonna wrap it up today, man. That's gonna wrap it up. I think there was another great episode of the Blunt Talks Pod. Uh, we covered a lot of good things today. Uh, let me know in the comments what you guys thought on the topics. Let me know uh, some things you guys want me to talk about. Email, uh, send in any topics you want to be heard talked about. I'm open to talking about just about anything. Just remember, I'm gonna give you my honest, raw, and uncut opinion on it. Um, so again, this is the Blunt Talks Podcast. This is Savage Time TV. I'm your host, A.B. Brizzy. Like, comment, subscribe, and catch us on all platforms. Peace out. See you.